Hello everyone and welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by the one and only Allison Aletha. Al, how you doing? It feels like it's been a while, even though we talked last week. I Yeah, you know what? It does, kind of. But maybe that's just because it's been a long week. I don't know. I had a lot of work to do and... This weekend's gone by super quick, which is super annoying to me, but otherwise, like, I'm fine. I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, you know, pretty good, too. I, I agree, man. Like, the weekends are, I don't know, they're they're zooming by way too fast. Uh, I, I think I'm due for a vacation pretty soon. I think that's, what's, I, think that's what, uh, I need to do is just take a vacation, play some video games, and uh, and have a nice week. Um, speaking of nice weeks, we had Oracle Week over on ZeldaDungeon.net. Man, well, there was a lot of really cool stuff that came out. A lot of good daily debates, a lot of good uh, questions about linked games, remakes, Oracle of Secrets, all of that good stuff. Really encourage everybody listening to go and check that out. As, uh, of course, we end Oracle Week today by ranking the dungeons of Oracle of Seasons. I'm pretty fired up about this, Al. How about you? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited to talk about it, but I, I think I've discovered something about myself during this playthrough of Oracle of Seasons, so I'm kind of excited to talk about that too, so we'll see how the episode goes. We will see, and uh, we're going to get there quick, but before we do, uh, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, one of our listeners, Andrew G, at AJG783 on Twitter, Um our man Andrew let us know what that time paradox we were talking about in Oracle of Ages was called, where you get something from the future and you go to the past and you teach it to the guy in the past, and that's how he gives it to you in the future. Yeah. Um, it's called the Bootstrap Paradox. I looked it up. Very, very cool. Oh. Uh, so shout out to Andrew for letting us know. That's super neat. See, I knew there was a name for it. I knew it. <laughs> you know what? To be fair, actually, a couple people told us what this phenomenon was called, and I think that every single person told us a different name. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They did. But it's kind of cool because everybody knows it as the same, like maybe different names in different ways, but it's the same thing. And I just, it is a really cool phenomenon that happens in games and storytelling. So I, I dig it. I dig it as well. So uh, thank you, Andrew. And uh, thank you for listening to the show. Uh, before we get into Oracle of Seasons, Allison, let's spend a second talking about the two new Zelda games that were, or, I mean, the two new Pokemon games that were announced this week. <laughs> uh, Pokemon, what, what is it, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl? Uh, I think it's, I. that might be backwards, but don't quote me on that. But yeah, basically Diamond and Pearl remake. Diamond and Pearl remakes uh, and Pokemon Legends Arceus and... This one, this one really caught my eye. So, Pokemon Legends looks very much like Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Uh, the the Diamond and Pearl remakes look very much like Link's Awakening. I loved both of them. I thought that they both looked absolutely fantastic, and I uh, I'm really excited to play both of them. And it's really cool because actually we don't have to wait very long. Uh, sounds like Diamond and Pearl are going to be your your Black Friday November games, and then uh, the Arceus Legends game is coming out quarter one of 2022. So. I'm pretty fired up about this. I'm excited too. I'm I'm I didn't play Diamond and Pearl, but my brother Shad, that's those are his favorite uh, Gen uh, games. So I told him immediately because it was funny because he's been replaying Pearl recently, and I was like, "You you've been replaying Pearl, but they're coming out with <laughs> they're coming out with a remake." And he's like, "Oh, that's pretty cool. I'm really excited about that." So that's neat, and I know a lot of people are fans of that Gen. 
Um, and then, yeah, the, the like, open world kind of Pokemon Breath of the Wild looking, you know, it looks really cool. It definitely looks like it needs some work, but I know it's coming out next year, so that doesn't worry me at all. And it's it's exciting. I'm excited for um, kind of like a mix of two games that I really, really like, you know, Breath of the Wild and Pokemon. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I uh, I agree. It looked like it it definitely did need some fine tuning for sure. It looked it looked like it was early in development, and you know that's yeah. because it is right. Um, but yeah, I I just thought that the concept was like so cool. Like, there's no Pokedex because you're making a Pokedex, and I can already see Pokemon fans complaining that there's no Pokedex, <laughs> even though it takes place before there even is one. But yeah, I I thought that the idea was uh really cool. It it looked just like. Very, very Breath of the Wild. Looked very awesome. Uh, one of the actually Loki. One of the coolest things about that game is that um, you can like mix and match your starters from the different generations. So you had like like Cyndaquil, Rowlet, and uh, uh, Oshawott as your starters, which is like the Gen two, five, and six, if I'm not mistaken, starters. So um, yeah, I, I thought that that was like. Really cool. I would love to see more Pokemon games in the future do that, where you can, like, kind of mix and match the gens. Um, this just looks like... This one looks very, very interesting to me. I'm, I'm excited about the, the Gen 4 remakes, but maybe not as excited, because actually, just like your brother, I actually just played them maybe, like, a year or two ago as well. So they're they're fairly fresh for me, but this this other one just looks very, very exciting, I think. Yeah, I'm kind of... I'm actually kind of eager, like since I didn't play Diamond and Pearl, that I will probably get it on the Switch and play it that way. It'll be my first time experiencing that gen, like, playing it as game-wise. So that'll be kind of cool for me. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm glad to see some more Pokemon news. I'm still personally playing through Sword and Shield. That game has a lot of content, and I'm on the second DLC. So, like, I, I hope that, you know, this next game that comes out also has, you know, years of content that'll keep you busy for a while so that's really cool i'm i'm digging the pokemon vibe yeah i'm, I'm actually i so i was watching this and i got the itch i was just to like play? oh man like i <laughs> yeah i want to uh you know i i might fire up sword and shield again i got kind of a lull in my games right now i'm not playing yeah. anything for the podcast right now so i was like you know what i think maybe uh maybe it might be time to return to the gala region i even allison I even started picking up Pokemon Go again a couple oh, weeks ago. Wow. And it just kind of randomly. One of my buddies was just like, hey, I started playing Pokemon Go again. And I was like, oh, okay, that's that's cool. And he's like, do you have this? And will you trade me? And I did. So I re-downloaded Pokemon Go. And, and I've kind of been like opening it up once a day, uh, you know, throwing some Pokeballs around here and there. There's like so much. In, there's so many Pokemon in that game now. It's It's astounding. Yeah, for somebody like me who's played it off and on for the last, I don't know, five years... Um, it's just, it gets very overwhelming when I open it up again, because I, I never, you caught, like, almost everything in the initial, like, wave of it, right? I'm pretty sure you filled, you got yeah. most of the Pokemon. So, I, I had, I had all of the Gen 1 and Gen 2 Pokemon that right. you could, that you could get in the game. I remember you telling me that, and I was just like, oh my god, I have, like, 30 Pokemon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so now when you open, when I open the game, I'm like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed. But, like, it's still a fun thing to kind of keep you busy. It's not, it's not something that really super entertains me all the time, but definitely when I need something, I'm like, you know, I'm kind of bored. I'm waiting for something. Let me catch some Pokemon. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, well, Allison... Let's uh, let's shelf the Pokemon talk and let's get to uh, to the main course here. Why we're here today, of course, 
we are sending off the 20-year celebration of the Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons in style, and we're going to rank all of the dungeons in this game definitive style. So you know how this goes. We take the first two dungeons, and we will rank them one and two. We'll take the third one, and we'll slot it either one, two, or three. The fourth one, we'll slot it one, two, three, and four, etc., etc., down the list until we have a uh, one through eight ranking and actually al i have i have a bonus dungeon to throw in as well Ooh, okay. so lots to get into here um and i'm gonna throw it out there that usually when we do these definitive dungeon rankings i make a list beforehand and i and i kind of have an idea of what my list is gonna look like i didn't do that this time because as we'll get into i i feel like the dungeons uh, in a lot of ways are are sort of similar but also i I don't know. I, I just kind of wanted to see what would happen, where it would go. Uh, I'm going to be very influenced by your opinions, I think. And, uh, you know, I just I was I'm going to fly by the seat of my pants today. OK, I, I have a list, but I feel like I have like a solid four, maybe solid four or five. And then the last three probably could just be right. put anywhere and I'd be fine. So we'll see what happens. I think I think I have a number one. I will say that. But uh, aside from that, I don't know. You know what? I, I do want to actually say that I love all of the dungeon names. I, I don't know what it is, but I think, like, <laughs> the names of the dungeons, they're, they're just, like, so... I don't know. They're so, like, different. Like, you got, like, the Poison Moth Lair, the Snake Remains, or the Gnarled Root. Like, they're very nature-y, which, you know, makes sense. But... Uh, I don't know. I, I really love like the, the names of the dungeons here. I don't know if that stuck out to you or not, but it did to me. I actually did think about that. And I, I <laughs> anytime I, th I think of saying something is weird or random in Zelda, I, I hear Mossy's in the back of my head like, why do you mean? What do you mean by that? <laughs> but these are so <laughs> random to me. Just like, because I'm, I guess I'm just used to, you know, like the Earth Temple or the 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 Water Dungeon or whatever. You know what I mean? So it is kind of odd seeing these names, but I also like them. Um, I I feel like Explorer's Crypt and Ancient Ruins sounds very Zelda standard Zelda uh, dungeon names, but the rest like yes. Unicorn's Cave. What the heck? Like <laughs> it's so out there and kind the of dancing random. dragon dungeon. Yeah. So like it's cool, but it's definitely kind of weird. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I agree. It, it's weird, but it's different, and I and I kind of like it. Yeah. Um. It's I don't know. It gives them character to me, even even though it's something is just like simple as a name. Mm -hmm. Um. I, I think that it it makes them stick out a little bit to me. Which frankly, you know, anything that these games can use to stick out is is a good thing. Yeah. Um So let's just uh, let's just start off, I guess, with uh, the first dungeon here, Allison, gnarled root dungeon. And uh, we, we get here pretty quick in the game. I think that we're only playing for a couple minutes before we get here. Um, I will point out, actually, that for myself and probably for you, because did you play a linked game? I actually decided not to because of... Uh, I had this whole reasoning that felt stupid later, but it's fine. I, I basically thought I really didn't like how rushed Ages was for me, so I'm going to play them again later this year and do the linked game then. I see. Yeah. Uh, well, I, that that's not stupid. That makes sense. Um, so I I did do the linked game, and uh, for me, um, when you do the linked game, you can actually skip the hero's cave where you get the sword in oh, the nice. standard game. Um, so I I got in here right away, and you know what? I had I had a pretty good time in this dungeon. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. 
Uh, I think that if this is going to be a reoccurring theme for basically every dungeon. But, you know, I, I think that the music is okay. You know, it is what it is, right? Like, just right. like we talked about with Ages, like, you're not going to get uh, 10 out of 10 music from the Game Boy Color sound processors. But I think that Gnarled Root does kind of well with what it has. Um, there's a lot of cool enemies that you can fight. Like, usually you kind of start off with all the scrubs in the earlier dungeons. But, like, we have, like, Boomerang gob- or Moblins in here. We have we have Stalfos. Like, we have some pretty some pretty decent enemy selection right at the top. You find bombs. Um, and I and I think that the mini-boss is, is pretty fun, too. you got the, the blue and red Moblins. So that's that's pretty fun. And uh, the Seed Satchel is, I mean, that's that's kind of an item, too, that is what it is. But it's like, it's one of those items that's like a foundation for the rest of the game. So you can't really fault the, the dungeon for making that its dungeon item. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that this is actually a fairly strong opening dungeon. Um, it's funny that you say that because ever since we did that intro dungeon episode, that's how I like rank my intro dungeons now in like when I'm playing them. There you go. So for me, playing seasons was pretty cool. Like I'll just start off with this before I get into the dungeon. It was really nostalgic and cool because I played this game when I was seven, I think seven or eight. So everything at the beginning was so clear in my mind and it kind of diminished later on in the game but i just i remembered going and doing the dancing mostly i'm like i'm like going to my sister i'm like i'm gonna unlock a memory for you and i'm showing her the dancing she's like oh i do kind of remember that (laughs) (laughs) and um so like everything was really nostalgic and i really 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 liked that because i haven't touched the game in so long so there was that. And then um, the intro dungeon, I just thought it was very strong for the first dungeon because it, you know, like like we said in that intro dungeon episode, it told me what I was going to expect from the game. It um, kind of like Age's first dungeon had more puzzles. So I was like, okay, this is going to be a puzzle heavy game. Just like I was told this game didn't have as many puzzles, but it, it did have a lot of enemies, cool enemies. And like you said, not very many like you know, the simple, easy first enemies kind of deal. It just, like, showed mm-hmm. you that, you know, I'm going to be fighting my way through this game. So I really liked that, and I could definitely tell the difference in the focus between ages and seasons. I thought the mini-boss fight was kind of, like, boring, though, but I, at the same time, I was like, it's the first dungeon, so what are they going to do? And then, and then, like you said, like, getting the bombs in the seed uh, satchel was, like, it is what it is. Like, you kind of need those items in the first at the first drop of the game because you're going to need them later and to get to the other dungeons so they are what they are it's a solid first dungeon you know it's not supposed to be super fantastical great but it was pretty good for a start yeah and i think like the it helps for me because like it almost feels like a two for one deal because you get the bombs and you get the um the uh seed satchel so you kind of get like yeah, you kind of get these standard Zelda items, but at least you get them out of the way, and, like, you can... You know what I mean? Yeah, fair. Um, yep. And one thing that I absolutely love about this dungeon, and about this game, actually, in general, is how it recycles the Legend of Zelda bosses. And it was so, so charming to see Aquamentus pop up at the end of this uh, <laughs> at the end of this dungeon. He's not very hard. Actually, yeah. he's very easy, but... It was so charming seeing him that I was like I had a smile on my face as I was fighting him. Uh, the sprite work 
for all of the the Zelda one bosses, I think looks absolutely awesome as well. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Particularly my boy Aqua here. So I loved seeing him in here. I thought that this was a great intro dungeon as well. Yeah, it was kind of uh funny going through this game seeing like um staple Zelda bosses. There was a couple that are a little out there, but like it seeing Aquamentis from like the first game, that's probably the only boss I really, really remember from the first game. So just because it's the first one. Um so yeah, it was it was kinda cool seeing them. It it wasn't like a super crazy cool fight. It was pretty simple, but just the fact that he was there was kinda neat. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, well, number one by default right now is <laughs> is Gnarled Root. Let's see if it can stay number one when we get to dungeon number two, Snake's Remains. Uh, Allison, what do you think? Um, I kind of thought this one was a little bit better as far as, like, I'm going... I, one of the feelings I like having in a dungeon is if I'm going through it and it makes sense to me where I'm kind of like, okay, let me think for a second. Okay, this is where I go. This is what I'm doing. So I kind of felt that from this one. It was just a little bit tougher, but a little bit more involved, I think, than the first dungeon, which is always good for, you know, like a second dungeon or more dungeons later on in the game. You want it to be better than the first, at least. Um, and, of course, you get the power bracelet, which I think you don't... <laughs> You're always like, power bracelet is so lame. But uh, you get the... You know me so well. <laughs> but, and the cool thing is, like, the way I was thinking about this game is, like, I'm going to get all the same items as Aegis, but that doesn't happen, which I think is cool. So, while this this one is, like, the same, you know, you get it in almost every Zelda game, um, it, it was okay. And then, um, Facade, I think his name was, the face yes. on the floor... Yes, facade. <laughs> that that's also a boss that I've seen pop up in Zelda before and um it's kind of it's like an interesting looking boss. I like his sprite work, but all you got to do is drop bombs on him. So, like it's not too difficult. Um it's not much going on there, but the boss fight in this uh in this dungeon I thought was really fun was Judongo. I don't think it was like a king yes. or anything. It's just regular Judongo. And you throw <laughs> you throw bombs in him. And he, like, bloats up. And I was just like, okay, is he going to blow up? I didn't really realize what you were supposed to do at first. And so I'm waiting for him to blow up, and he doesn't. And then I realized that you have to pick him up and throw him on the spikes. So I, I actually really liked that boss fight. I thought it was pretty interactive and better for sure than the first dungeon and the first boss. Okay. Uh, I, I agree with you about the boss. I, I think that that's actually a really, really strong boss fight. And I, too, was bombing him, and I'm, he's eating the bombs. And I'm just like, all right, he's, he's got to be dead soon, right? Like, he's, <laughs> he's got to be dead soon. And uh, by God, he just kept on getting up and eating more bombs. And so when I when I eventually was just like, oh, okay, like, you need to throw him on the spikes. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I felt really satisfied by that. Uh, you, you're right. I, I hate... I hate the power bracelet. I hate it as an item. It's an abomination of a Zelda item. <laughs> uh, and at least at least Seasons has the good sense not to do it twice in its dungeons. I will say that. That's and at fair, least yeah. you can use it for like more than picking up jars as well, which which makes it a little bit more bearable cuz like you got to push the spike things and then you got to lift up King Dodongo. So I I'm not going to give it a pass, but I will say that at least it's not just like you pick up jars, which feels like just awful. I like that's an awful feeling in Link's Awakening where you're like, oh, I yes. I should be able to just break these with my sword. 
I did, yeah, I do have a problem with that. I remember playing the remake of League's Awakening because I hadn't played the original, and I was like, why can't I lift these stupid jars? This is so dumb. <laughs> so I, I agree with it's that. <laughs> but it's I a, guess... It's a horrible item. <laughs> it makes sense. Like, I kind of like it in uh, Wind Waker. I think they have a really cool use for it where you have those giant boulders and... You know, you can lift them, and I I like it in that game. But you're right; yeah. it's kind of a boring, especially when you need it to do something as simple as lift a pot. Yeah, there's there's a big big difference between getting your silver gauntlets in Ocarina of Time and pushing like this giant yeah. mofo block and lifting up a jar. It would be like if you needed a power bracelet to lift up a jar in Ocarina of Time. Like, get <laughs> out of here! You just get imagine. Oh my god. <laughs> So, yeah, oh, I, I, boy. I, I, I hate that item, but I, I do think that at least they use it in like kind of a cool way in this dungeon. Uh, a couple other notes I have. I, I also love that Facade shows up. He's he's kind of a jobber. Like He's he's kind of like the Brooklyn Brawler of Zelda dungeon mm. bosses. But I kind of love that he keeps on showing up, and uh, you, you could just like defeat him incredibly easily, which is great. Um, I made a note, actually, that I thought that the music, again, was pretty decent for, you know, what we're working with. Um, so I think that they did a good job with that. Uh, two other notes is I do love that you can find that room full of rupees, so that's always nice. And there is a room in this dungeon where you have to bomb all of these bricks to get to a chest in the center. And it is absolutely brutal because oh, yes. you're timed. You're timed, yeah. and the chest disappears after a while. And by this point, you only have 10 bombs, so you, you don't have, like, a ton of room for error. So, and then, if you if you make a mistake and you exit and you run out of bombs, you have to go buy more bombs from the Deku Scrub for, like, an absurdly high <laughs> price. So, I was, like, shaking my fist because I, I, of course, messed it up and had to go and pay this Deku Scrub a fortune for for these bombs so i i wrote that down i wasn't very happy with that room that that's funny because i totally forgot about that and i do remember that being a pain i think i only went back for bombs twice but it did kind of remind me of like um this thing you had to do in symphony of the mask or whatever the the dlc for uh oh gosh i'm just cadence? yeah cadence thank you spacing on names always um there, there's like this sequence you have to do where you have you're in a confined space and you have to defeat the enemies without like making a wrong move or being hit. That's what that kind of reminded me. Oh, of. Oh yeah. And I was like, this is so annoying. <laughs> but like, I understand why it's here. It's just dumb. So I feel that. Um, as far as money goes, though, I remember you saying when we were talking about ages that ages, it's like you're so hard pressed for money. But seasons, I had, I, I instantly had like a full wallet and probably well yeah. to be fair i didn't i didn't do a lot of side stuff because i was trying to focus on the dungeons but i'm pretty sure that i would have been fine like throughout the entire game if i was doing all the side stuff yeah i like right away i i feel like by the third dungeon i had a thousand rupees yeah yeah it was quick it, yeah in, in ages uh, like literally i was always strapped for cash like always yeah so yeah that that stuck out to me um as well um so i I actually think that I would put Gnarled Root above Snake's Remains, Allison. What what say you? Um, yes, I actually have it directly above. I mean, obviously, because we've only talked about two dungeons, but on my list, I have it one above Gnarled Root. All right. Well, then, uh, number one, we have Gnarled Root, 
And uh, number two, we have Snake Remains. Um, let's go. Let's go down to the third dungeon, the awesomely named Poison Moth Slayer. Uh, I, oh, God, I love these names. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you know, I uh, I thought that this was a solid dungeon. Uh, Rock's Feather, I feel like, is always a solid pickup, especially in two D dungeons. Yeah. Um, good music in this dungeon again. And uh, you know what? Whoever said that seasons doesn't really focus on puzzles obviously never spent forever trying to get those like stupid red and blue statues to line up because that <laughs> took me like took me forever yeah um you know i i didn't actually have like a whole lot of this dungeon didn't really stick out to me to be honest i, I thought that the mini boss was very frustrating and not like good frustrating like the three eels that you have to like pick up and throw and then slash before they get back in uh, that that boss didn't really do it for me, um, and then the final boss was was kind of meh as well. So it it wasn't really it, nothing really stuck out to me in this dungeon. Actually, this was this might have been the least memorable dungeon for me in in this entire list. What about you, Al? Um, you know what you like said it exactly how I feel about this dungeon. I ha- I have it. It's like an average dungeon, not too hard, but not really memorable. Um. I always like getting the rock's feather, uh, so I'll agree with that. I, I, Even though it's, like, you know, a staple for these 2D games, I just like it. It's a cool little item, and you can hop over holes, and I can tell when I'm in a dungeon, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to need the rock's feather in this dungeon. Yes. So I, I like that item, and that's kind of this dungeon's only saving grace, maybe except for the name. Um, but, like, it, it doesn't... You hear the name, it's like Poison Moth Slayer, and the only thing that makes you think about that is the boss fight. Like, everything else, there's no, like, I don't know, aesthetic that makes you think of a Poison Moth Slayer. I was thinking there would be, like, poison water somewhere, kind of like in Majora's Mask at the Deku Palace and that kind of stuff, but, like, there's nothing like that there. Just nothing about it really stuck out to me. Um... And this is this is one of the things that I kind of discovered about myself while playing this game and that I've known for a long time. It's just that I've never really admitted it. It's just that 2D Zelda games just don't stick in my memory very well. Like, if I like the game and I had fun playing it, but for some reason I can't remember, how, like, some of these dungeons just because, like, I don't know. I, I listen to other people talk about these games and they're like, oh, yeah, this dungeon's great and... I really like the puzzles in this place. I'm like, how do you remember that stuff? I only remember that stuff about like Ocarina of Time or Wind Waker or the 3D Zelda games. So I kind of figured out about myself that I don't know if it's because I don't like these older games or just because they just don't stick out to me as much. But definitely this this dungeon was an eye-opener for me where I was just like, I don't remember what I did in there. Yeah, and I feel like that's fair. Like Especially if you start with like the bigger kind of more grandiose 3D dungeons. It, sometimes it is hard to, you know, go the other direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, like, I kind of agree. Like, it's... And this one, like, you can do some cool things with 2D dungeons, especially with, like, a dungeon like this where you you use the, the pits to fall into the different levels and stuff like that. I, I don't know what it was. Maybe, maybe it's like you said. It just kind of felt like a generic kind of a dungeon like at least in snakes remains there were a ton of those like snakes that rush at you all over the place and like <laughs> right. really the only thing mothy about this is mothula at the end so yeah yeah I, I don't know this one was uh it wasn't bad it wasn't great it was kind of there it was short and it was okay i would i would put it below both other dungeons that we talked about yes yeah it's definitely on the bottom for me 
All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on then to the also amazingly named Dancing Dragon Dungeon. This one has the best music, I think, of, of any of these yes. dungeons. What say you? I put that in my notes. Yes, it does have the best music. Oh, good stuff. Uh, yeah. All right, Al, I'll let you take the leader. What do you think? This is my favorite dungeon of the whole game. This is my number one pick. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, like I said, I really like the, um, the music. The, I think the only thing I didn't really like about this dungeon was the slingshot because I like the seed shooter so much in Ages. I think that's a really cool item. So the slingshot was just kind of lame. and um, I, I agree. So yeah. And you can't, like, turn sideways or diagonal like you can with the seed shooter. So I was like, ah, oh, this is kind of dumb. I kind of wish I played seasons first so that I could be hyped up with the, the seed shooter. So that was, like, the only disappointing for me. Um, I felt really smart when I was going through this dungeon, which I always appreciate. You know, I kind of feel like I'm such a genius because I can figure out these puzzles by myself <laughs> with my own brain. Um, the colors were really cool, like the green floor, this like neon green floor was kind of awesome. Um, I think that um, probably the best mini boss fight, Agunima, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's like this this ghosty guy and you got to find his shadow and that's how you know. And the cool thing is that I was dying the whole time I was fighting him, so there was a sense of urgency. Um so I really like that. And then Goma shows up. Goma's also a staple uh, Zelda boss. And you would think that Goma would be boring. But Goma actually had me going for like a while. <laughs> I thought, I didn't realize that you had to like hit her claw off. Like destroy her claw in order to beat her. So I'm like, I'm like running around waiting for her to lift her claw so I could shoot her eye. And then I'm like, why isn't she dying? I've gone through 20 freaking seeds on <laughs> <laughs> this boss and then I finally figured out that you knock off her claw and then you can kill her by shooting her so she had me going for a while right. and it made it like a little bit complicated a little bit more thought into it and I just I this is definitely as you can tell I remember a good chunk of this dungeon so I it obviously stuck with me and I would I think this is the best dungeon of the game wow okay I'm surprised to hear you say that I uh this one, I think, would, would be middle of the pack for me, actually. I, uh, the music Yikes. aside, <laughs> nothing nothing else really kind of stuck out to me um, in this dungeon. It, uh, it, like, it has the minecarts, which is kind of cool. Um, I, didn't, I didn't really love the mini-boss at all, actually. Um, and I, I also didn't really love Goma. That was, like... I felt like that was a fight where, like, I was on the brink of death, like, the entire time, but it mm -hmm. wasn't, like, that fun sense of urgency. I was just uh. like, oh, God, like, I feel like I've hit the claw, and, like, no matter where I go, Goma's all over me. Like, I'm, I was probably just being a bad player in this instance, mm -hmm. um, but both the mini boss and Goma definitely gave me some trouble. I'm, I'm the same as you, actually. I was, uh, I was like, all right, like, I got the slingshot. That's pretty cool. It's not as cool as a seed shooter, though. And mm -hmm. I feel like that really sticks out, especially when you're on, like, when you're in a dungeon with minecart tracks, because you can only shoot, like, the, the two different ways versus in ages where you can shoot a bunch of different ways with the seed shooter. Right. Um, and, and also, like, the seed shooter was just, like, something new, something fresh that we'd never seen before, even though it basically was literally just the slingshot, it, whatever, it still felt like something new. Mm -hmm. uh, I, don't, I don't know, there were, like, there were a couple rooms in here that were annoying there's that one room where like you have to jump up and the blocks keep on disappearing and, and stuff like that which like ugh. 
makes me want to scream just thinking about that room. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. that This one, to me, I felt like didn't have a theme. And maybe that's why I wasn't, like, super into it. Because it's, like, a lot of it is, like, part water dungeon. Where, like, you gotta go in the water and you're, you're diving to get the, the boss key and, like, the skull lake or whatever. Um, that, like, a lot of it is, you know, darkness themed where like you got to use your ember seeds to like fight the mini boss or to see whatever um there's a lot of minecart rooms and stuff like that so i don't know i I think that to me the dungeon just kind of lacked like a theme and i think that that's why i wasn't as in love with it um as maybe some other dungeons in this game i really uh goma also was a big reason for me because i just like thought that that boss fight was not not the greatest and again that's probably just me being bad at zelda uh but yeah i I don't know i i wouldn't uh i wouldn't have placed this number one i i think i i would maybe place it below gnarled root but above the other two oh my gosh but uh yeah i don't know al i don't know sell me um i i can understand actually you know it's called the dancing dragon but there's no like there's no dragon. There's no. There's no dragons. <laughs> so that is. There's no kinda, dancing. There is kind of that is kind of a weird name for this dungeon. I just I don't know. I really liked it. I just felt so smart going through it. And um, oh, side note, I thought we put snake remains above gnarled root. Did we not? Uh, no, we put it below. Oh. Uh, okay. Well, I definitely wouldn't put it below. We're gonna have to blow up our whole list here. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't put it below Gnarled Root. Like, I, it's definitely better than the intro dungeon. Like, the intro dungeon is a good intro dungeon, but that's it, that's all it is to me. You know, it's just the first dungeon that you play, and it's great. But if you think about if you think about some of the other dungeons, like the one we just talked about, the Poison Moth Slayer, where you forget the majority of what you did in there, and it's kind of boring, and the boss fights aren't that great. You know, Dancing Dragon is definitely above those. So... I would put it above Gnarled Root, but I know we have Gnarled Root as number one right now, right? Is what I'm hearing. Yeah, you know what, Allison? Let's let's put Dancing Dragon at number one if you feel strongly about it. Yeah. And uh, we'll we'll go down the list and we'll see if it can maintain that. Yeah. I, and I maybe, don't know. I don't. I don't know if it can for me. Maybe at the end we can switch some if we feel like they need to be switched. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's let's keep going here. Let's go to. The Unicorn's Cave. <laughs> and now now we're turning up the heat. Now now we're cooking. Now we are really getting into, I think, the good dungeons in this game. This this might be my favorite, I think. It might be my favorite. Um, it's it's really it's really fun. I, I feel like um, again it's it's kinda got like the a similar problem as the last dungeon, but I don't think as much where it has like kind of a theme where half of it is uh like a water dungeon half of it is a minecart dungeon half like it it doesn't really have a theme as well but I, I think that it's able to overcome this um i think that the dungeon and i don't know if my expectations are just like really really low and i think that they probably are but again i feel like this has good music for what the game boy color can do um this one has i think some pretty good puzzles in it there's a particular there's a uh a puzzle where you have like these four chests and there's four knights and you gotta line them up and, and make them work. Um, I think that there's uh, there's a really cool actually section where you're in the 2D portion and you 
like you bomb a brick to get to like a secret screen and like it's it's like totally uh, like anybody could figure this out but i don't know why i just i felt really smart and i felt like you know it, this is cool that they're implementing some secrets in like the 2d screens here because usually the point of that is just to get from point a to point b really quickly mm-hmm. so i did like that but what really really makes this you know stand above the rest of the dungeons for me is the dungeon item um i think that the magnetic gloves are like so so cool they're such a cool item it's such like a great um it's such a great new twist on like your hook shot or something like that the the puzzles that you can do with the gloves in here where you're spinning around and you're using them to like traverse over pits and stuff like that are like so awesome um there's some really unique enemies in this dungeon too that require the magnetic gloves uh the you can use like the the north like the big man magnetic ball to like beat up enemies and stuff like that which i also really love um so this one is very very strong and also i feel like dig dogger is probably one of the most fun bosses in the entire game it's super simple you got to use your gloves and you gotta you know you basically just gotta push the the big spike into him but it's really hard and it feels very chaotic i think that this might be my favorite boss in the game i don't know but um yeah this one i i really loved this dungeon actually this one really stuck out to me um i wouldn't say that i really like this dungeon um it's definitely better than my bottom three. <laughs> so I'll at least start there. I, the magnetic gloves are the best item in this whole game. Um, and I don't think I've ever seen like a magnet kind of deal in the rest of Zelda except for Breath of the Wild. So I was getting like major Breath of the Wild vibes trying to put, uh, you know, the um, the North Balls on like buttons and uh to open doors and that kind of stuff and i was like "Ooh, i'm solving puzzles just like i would in breath of the wild that's pretty cool and i did like that you could like swing them around um you obviously not as fluidly as breath of the wild but to hit enemies just like you could in that game so i really liked seeing like this more 2d side of it it was pretty cool so i i definitely liked that and it wasn't a unique twist on the like long shot or hook shot because you know, you just think you're going to get a hookshot to go across spaces, but instead you're using, like, reverse magnetism. That's probably not the scientific term. And, um, but <laughs> to, like, push yourself across, a, you know, a gaping hole in the ground. So I just think that's really cool. Um, I I did feel kind of okay through the first, maybe, three-fourths of the dungeon. It wasn't too memorable for me, some of those rooms. it just I just know that I was doing okay, like kind of solving the puzzles on my own, going through on my own. The last bit, though, like the last three rooms just got me so turned around because I kept dying. And and then, but, and I didn't make a save file uh, with you, what that you could do with Virtual Console. And I just should have because I just kept getting, I'm like, oh, man, I have to go back and do this all again and go back through all these rooms. It was just really confusing at the end, so I got super frustrated. So maybe that might have knocked this dungeon down for me a little bit. Um, but I will agree that Dig Dogger was uh, a fun boss and kind of reminded me of fighting um, uh, Master Koga with the giant uh, metal ball. So, And it, also uh, the hag in ages where you kind of have to be smart with the seed shooter and bounce it off the wall to hit her what i did mm-hmm. was i'd put myself right in front of the spiky ball and i'd wait for dig dogger to fall down on me and i would move back and then i would pull the 
the giant ball towards me and hit him. So I, I was like, oh, I'm kind of being clever. And it was definitely a more engaging boss fight um, from the rest of these boss fights in this. Uh, I would, would I rank it really high, the whole dungeon? Not really, but it was pretty solid. Where where do you think you'd put it? Um, let's see. I put it uh, below Gnarled Root. Oh, man. And Snake Remains. Oh, man. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, you know what? No. I could be convinced to. I could be convinced with it. I think. I think I was just got frustrated with the end, and that's why it might have knocked it down so much because I spent a long time trying to get this dungeon done, and I got really annoyed. But I think I could be convinced that it's better than that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think the the magnetic gloves alone, um, the boss fight, actually the mini boss fight too, with uh, I think it's Siger is the the tiger's name or whatever he was yeah. really fun uh man the puzzles in this dungeon the the good music all the new unique enemies that you fight in this game the uh like the flat little i don't know polar enemies or whatever that you have to use the magnetic gloves on i hated those um, guys <laughs> I, I think that oh yeah they're horrible <laughs> but like good horrible because they're hard to to beat right i i think that this is the best dungeon that we have covered so far here uh, uh, i i really i really think that i I, do, I agree that if you die which i did i definitely died um if you die it can be very um confusing to get back to where you were yeah um but man like i just like this dungeon is so clever like you use the magnetic gloves for so many different things we like you can use it to to block all those like fireballs. You can use it to traverse caverns. You can use them to defeat enemies. Uh, you use them to like this. This is just like such a great dungeon. Really good and challenging two D platforming parts too, with like the moving platforms. Uh, I I would put this in number one. I'm not gonna lie. <sighs> That's hard for me. I get it though. I understand like where you're coming from. If you're you know, aside from like whether you liked it or not, if you're talking like strictly Zelda formula dungeon, it is very good. It's like a super solid dungeon. I don't want to put it above Dancing Dragons, but I think that's just because I like Dancing Dragons so much. And if I'm thinking about that same Zelda formula dungeon, Unicorn's Cave is probably better. So I will concede and let it be at number one. All right. Well, let's let's put it there for now, and then we'll we'll review at the end of this and uh, see if we can see if we need to use any uh, phone of friends or other lifelines to, to change our <laughs> ranking here. Okay. Um, let's let's move on and let's go to the ancient ruins. And you know what? I will say, um, I always do love kind of a good collection quest to to actually get in to the dungeon. Um, I, I thought that uh, the getting in here was like it was pretty fun so you know you gotta you gotta find all of your your gems or whatever that are scattered around so i i did like that about this dungeon um al what do you think um you know what i i agree with that and the thing is that um for some of that stuff i was kind of following the guide going to the different dungeons so the guide tells you to get these items beforehand and so I kind of got to just go automatically there almost, um, aside from getting, the, like, I think the last crystal thing. And um, 
So I got to go there automatically, and I was just like, oh, finally, like a sequence that's really fast, because there's always the sequence before the dungeon, and sometimes they're, you know, solid, good amount of time. I'm like, okay, that was fun. Now let's do the dungeon. Sometimes they're just really long. I don't yeah. feel like it was too bad in this game as compared to Ages. Um, so, but it was just a nice break, because when you're going to the sixth dungeon, you're like, okay, I just really want to just go and play this dungeon and get this over with. So it was nice and quick. There was a little bit of, like, uh, stuff that you had to do um, before the dungeon exactly, after you, like, open the gate, like the Lost Woods kind of deal, and you get a nice sword. So that was fine. I definitely used the guide and made it fast, though. Um, but getting there was fine. And um, the dungeon itself is not my favorite like it's okay and it's honestly one of the ones that I forgot again where I was just like it didn't really resonate with me so I kind of feel I kind of feel like this is the bottom of the pack for me I don't know maybe you can convince me otherwise uh you know what I I don't know that I would actually convince you otherwise this one I thought was also okay um yeah like the thing about this game is, like, there's no bad dungeons. Like, the worst dungeon is, like, okay, which is still pretty yeah. good, right? Like, it's... Yeah. Um, so, at least it's got that going for it. I, I do think that this one... I, I will say that I do think that it's themed really well. It does look like an yeah. old, kind of ruiny place. But, I don't know. For, for me, this one... Um, and maybe it was just at the point of the game that I was at... Uh, you know, this I, I and I played seasons directly after playing ages. So like, this is my like I don't know twelfth dungeon or something like that. Like in <laughs> fairly quick succession. Right. But I was playing this game and I was like, man, like this is just like the recycled like who's who of two D Zelda dungeon gimmicks here. Like we've got that spinner gimmick that like is just really overused in every two D dungeon where you have to go and it spins you one direction and you have to find a way to get it yeah. spun to another direction, right? Yeah. You have you have the the trampolines coming back for another go around. Um you have it it just felt to me like there wasn't a whole lot that like I was like, okay, this is really cool in like the in like the ancient ruins. Like this is a really cool thing that we're doing in this dungeon. Um so I don't know. I, I feel like the uh I, I feel like the uh the mini boss Envire is kind of cool uh he's kind of fun from like a story perspective but the actual fight is is kind of not that great um but the the ending boss uh whose name is escaping me right now uh man um, handler man, man handler yeah what a great <laughs> name man handler i i did not like that fight at all um it was i thought that was very very frustrating to maneuver your boomerang with like trying to keep link moving because like you use the you use the joystick to move your boomerang which is fine if you yourself are staying stationary but yeah I, this this fight i just thought was like frustrating for all the wrong reasons um the, the boomerang itself i feel like is actually kind of a cool item even though you, like it's an upgrade of an item that you already have at this point i still think that the game manages to get away with that because you can like control it which i feel like is kind of cool but yeah, I, I don't know. This one, um, this dungeon just didn't really stick out to me, I guess. Yeah, you know what? There is one room, actually. There is one room that is, like, unique to this dungeon, uh, but in, like, the wrong way. And uh, it's the room where you you go in and you, um, I think you, you move a switch or something, 
and the the room starts collapsing on you and like it, oh, it yeah, yeah. starts uh, closing in and I died at full health which yep. like irked me uh, so and I think that's right before you get the boss key yes so I was just like oh that's cool um, so yeah I, I don't know this one uh, this one was was just kind of okay for me I, it would be I think it would be lower to middle of the pack like I'd put it above poison moth but i don't know that i'd put it above snake remains or gnarled root or any of the other dungeons that we've talked about so far yeah i wouldn't even put it above poison moth um i was thinking is is fire also in ages yes okay so i was like yeah this is this is like the same boss i just fought in ages uh, maybe a little bit different powers um the magical boomerang was so weird because like i haven't used the boomerang the entire game so it was kind of Oh, weird... you didn't get the boomerang in Sabrosia? No, I did. It's just that I didn't use it, like, ever. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I yeah, I, I agree with once. you there. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, oh, I just upgraded an item I barely used. And, um, yeah, it was kind of weird that using the controls, it made me realize that I don't think you could do Phantom Hourglass that way uh, just because of how precise Phantom Hourglass needs to be. I know people are like, why don't you just use the controls to guide the boomerang? I don't think it works. So no, I don't think it works. Yeah, and then Manhandla was like, uh, I first it's funny because I I connect to all these things, but from later games. So I was thinking of Hyrule Warriors the entire time that I was fighting Manhandla. So I just think it was this is one of those dungeons where I put it in my bottom three, and it's interchangeable with the other two that are in my bottom three. But at, Poison Moth Slayer is definitely better. You get the Rock's Feather, and um, and it's I don't know, it's just more. I don't know, just better than Ancient Ruins. I just put Ancient Ruins at the bottom of this list so far. All right. Well, I, I ain't going to fight you on that one. Uh, I'm not going to fight for Poison Moth to uh, to be ranked lower than that. So Ancient Ruins at, at the bottom of our list goes. And just to recap here, uh, we've got we've got number we've got kind of number 1A and 1B here. Unicorn's Cave and Dancing Dragon Dungeon. Number 3, Gnarled Root. Number 4, Snake's Remains. Number 5, Poison Moth, and number six, Ancient Ruins. We've got two more to get to here, Al, so uh, let's keep it going and get to the Explorer's Crypt. And you know what? This is one that I could see if if I'm really for Unicorn's Cave and you're really for Dancing Dragon, I could see this as a good compromise dungeon to be at number one because I had a really good time in this dungeon, actually. Um, I really think that it did this dungeon like does a good job with its theming and like integrating a story into the dungeon mm-hmm. where you have the ghosts that are trying to stop you throughout um and I, and I don't think that that gets implemented enough in dungeons particularly 2d dungeons um be, because i i feel like like you kind of said earlier like anything to help these dungeons stick out is is very important because you know there's only so many different ways a 2D screen can look over the course of eight dungeons in a game. Right. So I, I did like that they had that um, a little element of story in this dungeon. Um, the, lots of really great puzzles. You have the uh, the switches that move the uh, the Armo statues. I thought that that was really cool. A lot of really great puzzles with the magnetic gloves where you're like <laughs> clinging on for dear life above these pits. Um, this one also kind of uses uh, the the pits a lot where you can fall in and go to the, the, the different levels, but I was okay with that. I, I do love Rock's Cape. Usually I don't really love 
level two upgrades of items, but I'm going to make an exception here. I think that this item is like really, really fun and really, I don't know, really, really fun to use. One of my favorite 2D, um, 2D items. And I will throw this out there as a tidbit too. I never, ever found the map in this dungeon. So I was like <laughs> constantly like, where the heck am I? But I never really felt like super, super lost. So I had a pretty good time in this dungeon and seeing my man Gleok at the end was the icing on the cake. I, I was like, I knew he was coming, but I was, I was so happy to see him. Uh, I always really love Gleok. I just finished watching the Zelda cartoon and like Gleok shows up in there a bunch of times. So this is actually a tough fight too. Um, he's, he's a pretty formidable boss. Uh, so I, I love seeing Gleok. He was, uh, he was tough. It was a good way to end the the bot or the dungeon on, and yeah, I, I could see this one maybe as at a compromise number one. I you know what, and that's kind of fair. I also really like the Explorer's Crypt. Um, I always reach a point in the game where I'm kind of like, uh, I just really want to end this, and that was after Dungeon Six for me, just because it was so lame. But Dungeon Seven kind of turned it around. I really like the sequence going up to it. I like the whole pirate thing, and the ship part was really cool. So I think that was yes. my favorite. Um, part of like outside the dungeons of the game um and then um i got super dark palace vibes from a link between worlds from this dungeon which i remember you liking so i figured that you were gonna like this dungeon as well um and it like i think one of my only problems with it was it was just so long but like i'm i was okay with it it was like long but i'm like oh this is fine it's not that bad um i like seeing the post sisters come up again and i agree that the rocks cape is like is a super cool upgrade. You know, you get an upgrade in a dungeon, and it's kind of just lame. You get the long shot instead of the hook shot, or you get the super mega slingshot later, and it, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just kind of lame. But this was a cool item, because you kind of just get to float a little bit more, and um, I don't know, I also really like it. And the Gleok is fine. I, I wouldn't say that is my favorite uh, boss fight at all. I actually prefer fighting Gleok and Phantom Hourglass to this Gleok. So it was okay. But overall, this was definitely one of the more memorable dungeons and it stuck with me a little bit more. And I had it at number two. So, but I'm, I'm willing to put it at number one. Yeah, me too. And, and compromise here. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, let's do that. Uh, so we got number one. Explorer's Crypt. Number two, we've got, let's just call it a two-way tie. Unicorn's Cave and Dancing Dragon Dungeon. Okay. Uh, number four, Gnarled Root. Number five, Snake's Remains. Number six, Poison Moth. Number seven, Ancient Runes. We've got one left. It's the Big Daddy. Uh, we got the Sword and Shield Maze. Whew. And, uh, oh boy. This was a rough one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I do like that this dungeon takes place in Sabrosia. I think yeah. that's cool. This has the worst music of any dungeon in the game. <laughs> That's fair. It, it's so annoying. Do, like, do you agree? Yeah, I agree. And the sucky thing is that this is a long dungeon. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, God. Um, this is a long, long dungeon. Uh, Maze is a very apt description yeah. for this dungeon. This This dungeon is so long this this is like i'm trying to think here i always kind of go back to like if you're gonna do a long dungeon then i don't know i i feel like the pacing is important because like um 
in Minish Cap, for example, everybody knows I love Minish Cap, and and the the Palace of Winds is like a long, really long dungeon. It's so long that you have to get two boss keys, but like it's only the fourth dungeon in the game. So like, at least you haven't went through seven other dungeons beforehand, yeah. right? So that that's my thing with this dungeon is like it's so so long. But you know what? That being said, like I think that the gun the dungeon is actually mostly pretty good. It's just super long. Um, there's something very, like, very endearing about, to me, about, like, 2D dungeons being shaped as objects. Uh, I, I don't know. I, it just, like, it endears me. Um, I think that the the slingshot upgrade was actually, like, kind of cool. Um, I like the the rooms when you have to, uh, like, throw the, the ice bricks or whatever down and, um, like, freeze the lava below you. I, I liked that gimmick a lot. Uh, made good use of like the carts and stuff like that. Um, yeah, you, you, like there's a lot of like really fun stuff about the uh, the this dungeon. Although I will say that the 2D room with the it's got like the the frozen floors and it's got the thwomps and the moving platforms. And there's like a thousand keys. That might be the worst room in the game. Actually, I was like cussing in that room because <laughs> it was like so ridiculous trying to control Link in that. But that room aside. There's there's a lot to really like about this dungeon, but like I just can't I can't get over like how long the dungeon is to me. Like it took me like so I've I've only been playing uh these games kind of kind of like in the last hour of my day at nighttime, right? Because yeah. of the new puppy or whatever. This took me like like three days to beat. It was insane. Um Yeah, I, I don't know. Like Allison, I, I I feel like I like it, but it's just, it's so long. <laughs> you know, I know I've said that like a thousand times, but my God, um, I thought that the mini boss wasn't very good. Uh, he was very annoying to fight and I died, which also sucked. Um, who is the, and who's the final boss of this guy here? It's like Meadlock uh, or Meadlock or... Me- yeah, Meadlock. I, I thought that he sucked. Uh, I don't think that there's like any special gimmicks or whatever that you need to do to beat him he i thought that this one sucked i don't know where where do you land on this um i i wasn't messing around with this dungeon <laughs> i heard i saw the word maze and i was like i'm getting the guy this is the last dungeon i'm so tired i like i go on the zelda dungeon.net and <laughs> and i'm looking up the guide for this so i follow the guide pretty directly so that i wouldn't get lost or die too much um it still was very long. Like I'm not, I'm not arguing with you there. I it it was kind of like I'm not a huge fan of ice levels. So when I walked in the first time, I was like, ah, this is gonna be an ice dungeon. I hate it already. Um, but it was like an ice volcano kind of deal, kind of like in uh, A Link Between Worlds, one of like the final dungeons in that game, which I also right. didn't really like that one either. But it was kind of like that, where it was like partially ice, but also mostly volcano. And, uh, the hyper slingshot is okay, I guess. It was just an upgrade to the slingshot, and I was still missing my seed shooter, so I was like, this is lame, and I was pouting about it. Um, I will admit, like, the mini boss is okay. Like, I enjoyed that fight, and it wasn't the worst, but I think his name is, like, super funny. His name is Frypolar, which is, like, pretty, like, fitting for him. <laughs> and, um... I don't know metalock was different looking kind of bizarre final boss um but like he, uh, he looked like what's his face from skyward sword 
the the, uh, the sandship boss yeah um, yes is that his name mike wazowski uh <laughs> the the cyclops guy but yeah like i don't know it was kind of weird and but other, it wasn't like i feel like the dungeon eight boss i could be mistaking it for dungeon seven boss of ages was like super cool super like it made you use all the skills that you gathered from the rest of ages, but this one, this this final boss before, you know, like, the final final boss guy was not that great. It was just kind of lackluster for me. So, at this point, I was just, it's not my favorite dungeon just because, like, I don't know, it was just so long, and it was at the end, and I was just kind of over it. Nothing was super exciting about it that jumped out to me, so this is one of my bottom three that's, like, interchangeable with each other. Yeah, it, like I, I really, I do feel like there's a lot to like in this dungeon, but I don't know. They like made it's it just, hard. God, it's it's so long. <laughs> um, I I would rank this above Ancient Ruins and Poison Moth, and below Snake Remains and Gnarled Root and everything else that we have above it. Um, I can be okay with that. I I have it at the bottom, but that's just because like I don't know how to. I really feel about the la my bottom three so i'm okay as long as it's in the bottom three <laughs> uh, well it's it's in the bottom three for me and good like man i i feel like take a shot every time i said how long this dungeon is but it's like <laughs> to put in context so i played ages very quickly which also had like just some absolutely long well, dungeons yeah. i didn't really use the walkthroughs while playing this and then i played um seasons so this was like the last dungeon. this is my 16th dungeon and this dungeon is just like it went on for absolutely forever, and it's a hard dungeon. Like the the mini boss, I thought was hard. Um, the final boss was kind of hard. There's a lot of really tough enemies in here. Like there's fire keys and like enemies that you've never seen before. So like, it's not a walk through the park, and that that makes it even tougher. And I was like really struggling with um, with my health, and I had a linked game, so I had like 15 hearts at this point. Like I had more hearts than max hearts in this game but i yeah i i still thought that it was like quite difficult and i yeah i just kind of wanted it to be done and uh maybe that's a reflection on how we played them rather than the quality of the dungeon themselves but yeah it's a uh, it's a lower ranked dungeon for me for sure yeah um that makes Al, sense. i'm gonna i'm gonna throw in just a quick little bonus here and i and i know that you didn't get the opportunity to play this dungeon but I do want to talk about the Hero's Cave, because in a linked game, you get what is basically like, I don't know if I would describe it as a bonus dungeon, or if it's more along the lines of like, uh, it's kind of a mix of a dungeon and the Cave of Ordeals, or whatever it was from Twilight Princess, ah. where you fight like room after room of enemy. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of the same idea where like, you, you continually have like different rooms, but there's, there's enemies and there's, um, there's like puzzles and stuff to do. The real prize of this is a couple floors in, you get to see a Zora, and uh, the Zora gives you the secret that you can take to Feror and use it to get the Master Sword in the game, which I did. And uh, you you basically need, I think the earliest that you can complete this is after Dungeon 6, maybe Dungeon 7, because you need all of your different items. Um, it's a really, really intense like gauntlet of different enemies, challenging puzzles. This is actually, this is really, really fun, and... Uh, I'm I'm really I'm hoping that you that you take the time to do this if you ever do a link game down the road, Al. Because this was like this is actually really 
I had a really good diamond here. Really kind of put to the test like everything that you've been doing throughout the game, every power that you've accrued, all, all the skills that you've used. This was like a really good bonus, I thought. Cool. Yeah, it sounds nice. I always like the gauntlet kind of style um, challenges in Zelda games. So, I mean, I'm not opposed to it, and it sounds like you get a cool, you get a pretty cool item out of it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and then like the you can get the master sword actually fairly early on, and um, God, what do you? I think you just get a ring once you finish it. And now, oh, to be okay. honest, I can't even remember what the ring does. But I, I basically never used rings, so I was just like, okay, whatever. I just kind of did this for my own satisfaction. Got you. Um, it was really fun. If, if we were ranking it on here, it, it would rank like pretty high up for me, nice. considering you know that it's not really a dungeon at all. But uh, that being said. That being said, let's let's reveal our final list here, Alan. We can see if we if we like it and sign off on it. We've got number one. Actually, let's do it the other way. We've got number eight, the Ancient Ruins. We've got number seven, Poison Moth Lair. Number six, the Sword and Shield Maze. Number five, Snakes Remains. Number four, Gnarled Root Dungeon. Uh, number two slash number three. We can put them in whatever order we feel is is accurate. Uh, Unicorn's Cave and Dancing Dungeon, dr Dancing Dragon Dungeon. Easy for me to say. <laughs> and number one, Explorer's Crypt. What do you feel about that list? I, I feel okay. I feel like there's some compromise, and uh, we we landed on. I think we landed on a good number one. Yeah, I agree. The number one is definitely like fitting of the spot, and I kind of like that. I, we have different views for what goes number two, number three, just because what we liked better. But those are still both like very solid dungeons in my opinion so i think they deserve that spot and then i'm also really glad that the bottom three are the bottom three that i really couldn't care what what place they are in um so yeah i, I think this is a pretty solid list well there there you go and this has been uh, a pretty solid show i think and this is gonna end our oracle week and, uh, you know, we we are going to do an episode on how we think the oracles could be transferred and ported and remade over to the Switch. Uh, we're going to give a little bit of a break between this oracle show and that oracle show. But you can look forward to that in the future. Whew. Anything you want to you want to end on before we before we get out of here, Al? Um, yeah, I think I'd say since now that I've played these games back to back, I think I prefer seasons to ages. Um, and I'm kind of looking forward to getting more in-depth with seasons because I definitely skipped a bunch of really cool stuff just to get to the dungeons. So I'm really excited about that. Um, but yeah, I, I know a lot of people like have that debate which one is better. And obviously what, they both have their own strengths and weaknesses. But I think, the, mm -hmm. I think the dynamic of changing the seasons and going back to get the seasons is... Um, like kind of like how you do with Phantom Hourglass, like the maps, is something I really enjoy versus going back and forth in time. So I think I would say that I like seasons more than ages. I know this is a Dungeons Hot episode. Take. But I just wanted to say that. <laughs> Hot take. You know what? I agree. I like, I've like. i always been partial to seasons over ages. Um, and this recent playthrough actually just kind of like reinforced that. But it, it also did reinforce it like, I think that these two games are like really, really great Legend of Zelda games. Yeah, both of them. Yep. Um, so yeah, I uh, I agree with you though, and I I feel like the general consensus is that Ages is the better game, at least in our Zelda Dungeon bubble, and and maybe that's obviously because it focuses more on puzzles, which is I think more of the forte of some of our staff. But I yeah, I'm a I'm a Seasons guy. I like Seasons. 
So Me too. There we go. Well, we hope that you guys liked this episode. Uh, this is our 150th episode. Hard to believe, but uh, we're going to be doing something in a couple weeks to celebrate three years of the Champions cast. So we hope that you guys are going to come back and uh, check that out. But next week, we've got some Breath of the Wild 2 predictions. What do we think is going to happen in, uh, in this year for the sequel? And uh, what do we think we could actually see in the game? That's going to be next week so make sure that you're tuning in for that until then everybody we are going to get out of here make sure that you check allison and myself out on twitter at spateri316 and at allison alita and of course check us out over on podbean itunes google pods wherever you get your podcast like and subscribe leave us a five-star review that would be really awesome and uh, tell that zelda fan in your life where they can get their zelda fix until next week everybody take care